The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Let some things be retrograde. Yes, that is so retrograde. Hello. December 17th, 2020. Wow. Uh, 2020 is coming to a close, my friends, and I could not be more excited about it. Welcome to the show. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And today we have a wonderful friend to the show, friend to you guys, bringing in some really lovely thoughts and tips and vulnerable. Vulnerable shares. We're talking to Rachel Platten. You guys know her. She is a much celebrated songstress, songstress. creator, mm. friend of ours. And I felt like this conversation was really written in the stars, very synchronistic. We're talking about creativity. And maybe all of you, some of you, one of you might have been musing on a creative idea that came up this past year. We've all had time with our thoughts. We've had more <laughs> too much time with our thoughts. <laughs> more so than usual, some might say. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're really talking about working through creative blocks. And she gives us some incredible tips and uh, tricks and tales of the trade. That's right. For what she she works through. And how she sets herself up to be a creator. And we are firmly in the school of thought that we are all creators and we are all artists, no matter what you do. No matter. So tap on in. And if you guys are working on anything fun and creative, or maybe you gave birth to a creative idea this past year, we want to hear about it. So message us at So Retrograde or hit us up at hi at thatsoretrograde.com. Also, a little creative baby we had. We had two. Well, we have had a lot, but I will say our newsletter, she's growing, she's evolving. It's show notes mm-hmm. from all the episodes. You can sign up for that at that's retrograde.com if you want to hear from us on a may- mostly weekly basis. We're going to take a little hiatus for the holidays, mm-hmm. but we are sending out a letter with like all of our promo codes and, you know, all the fun things that you might want to have kept track of. And also check out our IGTV and our YouTube channel. That's my alarm that says it's time to hit the episode. Let's do it. Guys, we're back with That's a Retrograde. Hello. Hello. We have a wonderful guest today. Hello. Hello. We have a wonderful guest today. She is a friend of ours, and she is an incredibly accomplished singer, songwriter. Author. Um, Rachel Platten is on the... Author. That's right. Sorry. My bad. We just talked about this. Children's book author. The goal of many. The accomplishment of few. Guys, we have Rachel Platten on the show. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. It was 2020, you know, just in 10 sentences or less. A humongous year of growth for me, like everyone. But I've really gone like deeply inward. And I also accomplished a lot. That is mm-hmm. sounds so annoying because I get really annoyed when people accomplish a lot during the pandemic. But I think it was more, <laughs> I really did. I remember early in the beginning and I heard someone like on a podcast being like, I'm just writing daily. And I was like, are you kidding? I'm sitting at home like a sloth. But I've learned how to produce again. And I 
use the time to kind of go back into my recording studio and take that power back because I was relying on a lot of people. And now I, you guys are seeing me in my home studio that I got back up and running. So I'm proud of it. I literally feel like we're talking to you like you're in the Grammy studio. You're about to write the next big hit and we're just pulling back the curtain. See that keyboard in the background, guys? It's a real tableau. Do you really say that or are you kind of kidding? Because I actually... No, yeah, I think that. <laughs> I actually feel this powerful energy from this place. Like I just moved into the studio and in my old studio, Steph, you were there. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. small little room and I was really proud of it because it was my space. But I moved in. You can't really see, but it's a separate house. And I just moved here a month and a half ago and I've been so inspired and I've been writing. I, I really believe some of the best stuff that I've ever written. And I really feel proud. So it makes me excited that even if you're kind of kidding, that maybe you can feel that energy too. No, I, when I first saw you, I was like, oh my God, Grammy Award winning artist, Rachel Platten. But I like that you were talking about like writing your best stuff and being inspired in this time because I feel like that's something that I, Elizabeth and I have been talking about together. And then also just going on our own separate journeys of, you know, the opportunity of this time to be creative and it almost being like a necessity, but then having these certain blocks that we have on like liberating and freeing the artist within ourselves. It's good to hear that because you should give yourself permission to be free. I agree. I think there's so many, as we all know, because I just found out that you guys have actually done the same creative work that I have. The artist way sounds like yeah. you're in a cult, by it's, the way. It is kind of. I actually decided. Leader, Julia Cameron. Julia Cameron <laughs> is my god, and the artist way is my religion, and that's all I need in life. I actually discovered that book when I was 24 and living in Manhattan, and really lost. I was. I had been trying to make it as an artist, missing a songwriter, and playing in bars, and kind of I'd be like writing one song a month, and. I met my then now husband, my then boyfriend. And he was like, he was like, you think you're working hard? This isn't hard work. Like you're writing one song a month. What? And I was like, what? I'm yeah. working my butt off. What are you talking about? I have like three side hustles just to pay my rent. He's like, Rachel, that's not hard work. And when I got that book, The Artist Way, I think I stumbled into a random bookstore in the East Village and picked it up by some like divine, you know, it landed in my hands. And I started reading it and realizing it that the work was far more internal than it was, you know, the hustling that I was doing, the trying, the externally trying to get approved of. It was way more uncovering these layers and years of my own rejection and insecurities and fear and rejection of my own little inner artist. And this work is referred to, Julia Cameron refers to it in the book as recovery and recovering our inner artist because the way that life is structured it doesn't give us an opportunity to to explore that. It needs to be like a conscious action every day and an intention. I just finished week 12. I've been doing this with a group of started off as strangers and we've been meeting on Zoom every single week to go over and check in on how many days we're doing the morning pages, what our artist date was, to talk about the homework. It's been such an incredible opportunity for connection, not only with other people and other strangers, which has been very rare of this year, but to myself in a way that I'm still unpacking. But 
a guy in my group said the most profound thing that like cracked my heart wide open. He said, in doing this work, I've realized that there's space for me to be a creator and to to be an artist. And like everybody, it is a divine right for us all to have space to create. And whatever that looks like, it's been the most revelatory experience, even just like in doing the morning pages and and committing to those. I know how I feel. And when you know how you feel about things, it's almost like this expressway to then being able to build on that and create on top of that. And it's just been like this incredible gift in a year that obviously has been wrought with challenges. But to be able to like finally give myself the time to do this work, but there's so much there. And it's such a a wonderful opportunity to get to talk to somebody who who lives as a singer, songwriter, and is creating as their job. And we just want to dig in with you in terms of like, what are some tools that you use to tap into your voice? How do you work through those blocks? Like, we just want to go deep. No one really asked me about this process, strangely. I get asked a lot more about what my inner journey to like getting to fight song was because my story is one that I guess inspires people because it took so long. But people don't ask often about this specific process. How do I free that inner artist? And it is so ingrained now in my brain because I've been doing it for so long that I forget that it came from this one system that I can that we can then share. Mm-hmm. You know, that people can listening can be like, and you know what I think the coolest part about the artist way is is that I remember reading it and I obviously was trying to use it to like further my career and further my songwriting ability. But I remember reading it and being very like struck that this was for everyone. This isn't just for artists. This is for anyone because we're all creative. We're all artists. In kindergarten, no one said, you're a bad artist. Everyone drew, everyone finger painted, everyone got messy and everyone had that ability and that had that permission to be a creator. And then we're labeled like, oh, these are the creative kids in your class. And now you're like a math person. And But the truth is being creative is, um, is like a right. It's a divine right. And it you know, can help you in everything that you do. Well, also that not being encouraged is, you know, part of us just staying tethered and also being filtered back into like a certain system of achievement. You do something like that book, you realize that you're not really achieving anything unless you're connecting to that within yourself. I think it's like people feeling very powerless and at a loss and, you know, all these things in the exterior that you're tethered by that kind of keep you hooked to that sense of accomplishment were taken away. And what do you have left? When, when that's all stripped away, what do you have? It's your own inner fire. It's your own ability to create. And I think that if we don't use creativity and all of us acknowledging our capacities to do that, we, we won't have a new world. We have to build it together. And it comes from... So when you were young and your um, new boyfriend was so brutally honest with you, wow. What were the things that you started to put into place like you're describing that like, was it just the book or, or and if so, are there other things to this day that you've like accrued from that foundation? Because I think once you do the, the process, then you kind of, then you're free to let yourself explore. So I started very much like wrote, like Elizabeth, like I was doing the morning pages and the morning pages, for those of you that don't know, it's, it's, she suggests every morning, the first thing you do, like a brain dump is just three pages of writing, no matter what it could be like, I'm tired. I don't want to write. My hand hurts. The air conditioner's cold. Like, and, and then you don't even look back on it. It's not like a real journal where you're trying to be careful with what you're saying. And so I did that. 
for the 12 weeks. And I did the artist dates and the artist dates are you just take yourself like, you know, you, like you're in kindergarten again. You like kind of just rewind. And, and I wrote my inner artist letters and I did all of it and I took it seriously. I made like the collage box. It was so, I collected rocks, <laughs> went to the museum oh, yeah. and it was so sweet and beautiful. And then from that, I developed this sense of, I guess it was my work ethic changed because I realized that daily work wasn't just the, um, and I was such yeah. a hustler and I still am, but I had no one working for, I had no art manager or lawyer or any of that. So I was myself, I did all that stuff myself and, and I would hustle so much and I was so good at booking myself and like being my own publicist and all that stuff. So I kind of, it kind of helped me take the attention away from like, what gig can I get this month? Who can I impress? What, what can my new bio say on my website? How many more MySpace friends can I have? Cause that was like the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me learn about my chakras or let me, and then it like sent me down a, a new like path of discovery. I started learning about Buddhism and like meditation and, and all this, like that world just opened up to me. And so I think that was really what it ignited in me was realizing how much more it was about how it was going to come from inside. It was going to come from the health of my little artist and knowing that she was enough. And then the outer stuff would reflect. You know, Elizabeth and I were just talking earlier today about like both of us having creative pro projects that we both want to do. And we're both having, we were talking through our fears and stuff. And it was like, wow, even after all this time, it's like, we still put like limits on our visions for ourselves and you have to go back and revisit, you know, in order to move forward. I think that's something that I worked through a lot this year actually was I think in reclaiming like the ability to create myself without needing, it's often men to like come mm. and be the producer. That was a really empowering thing because that's what I did back in the day in New York city. Like I had my studio, I built it up slowly and, and I've always had a strong work ethic and I, I don't know that I'm more talented than other people. I just know that I can. And I am like, you know, when I get my mindset on something, I will not give up on it. So I kind of got that fire back to, to realize like, this is in my hands. So now I can record songs. I have been recording music myself and that's incredible. So I think that's been a major thing. This is great. This is reminding me of like a thing that I came up against recently. And I feel like you'll relate to this, which is that for so many years, and in every way, I think this applies to no matter what job or person or anything, you feel as though you need to ask for permission to do you. And then you weirdly put yourself in a position to, to do that <laughs> because you've thought that that's required. And then at some point you get to that space where you're just like, oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> I decide. <laughs> yeah, she's very cute. That has been the major discovery of my life. This is not, no one else is the expert on me. Right. Like, and even about actually our mutual friend, Kelsey, kind of helped me with this lesson spiritually because I always knew this. And, that, you know, I think the artist way ignited it. And then I went down that path of realizing like, oh, my God, I am my own guru. I understand. But then the more that I got like successful in my music career, the more people were available to me. And like I started learning about all these different spiritual like experts and I started going to them to hear, you know, my higher self or mm -hmm. God. And that became this disempowering thing that's also like reflected in how I made music. I started going to everyone else for the answers mm. and going to my manager in terms of like, what should I, what kind of music should I make? Le asking the producers, asking Reiki people to heal me when I'm Reiki certified and can heal myself. Asking, you know, psychics for answers when I can hear myself. I have that same like intuitive power. And, and mm -hmm. it was like, it's been this really big 
undoing and unwinding of all that. Some of it, not by choice. Some of it was a painful that got stripped away, but some of it was, um, by choice. And I'm like raw and feel like I'm here, you know, like kind of stripped down without all of, I don't have a personal assistant anymore. I don't have spiritual advisors and all that stuff. I feel like, I don't know, in a lot of ways I have claimed back my power truly. And I'm not asking permission anymore. And it's reflected in the kind of music I'm making right now, which is like, I don't really care. My friend mentioned the other day, he was like, okay, TikTok's like where it's at. And I get it. And I'm on there and it's cute and it's fun. And I respect all these creators. They're incredible. But at the same time, I am not going to cater the kind of music I'm making so that it's popular on TikTok. Also, I'm sorry, but it's like all these things come for five fucking minutes. And then everyone in like some level of business is like, you know, it'd be cool if you could be a TikToker. Maybe you should do reels. We're paying big money to put you on Vine, you know, 12 years ago or whatever. But it's like, if you're constantly, that's a representation <laughs> of you constantly trying to keep up with this like other thing. It's like, you're never gonna catch it. You know, I think it's time we take a, a little break in this conversation to talk about some of our personal experiences with our lovely partners. Yes, let's. Now, here's what I want to talk about first. I'm super excited because you and I are both fond of a beverage, but whether it be adult or otherwise. Some might say yes. With that, we were introduced to this incredible drink called Kin Euphorics. First of all, delicious and also non-alcoholic and also full of adaptogens and amino acids that are good for your brain function, hormone harmony, sex drive and de-stressing. I mean, I don't really have any other priorities besides those things. Steph and I always love a beverage to accompany us in our recordings. And we're both drinking Kin Spritz, which is so good. Sparkling Aperol like brain boost without the crash or hangover. It's nice as a night thing if you want to be social or just like kick it and hang out. It's great for like a 4 p.m. It's also great for a 2.30 p.m., such as now. Kin offers three different drinks. The Kin Spritz, as we talked about, it's sparkling and it's in a can. And then High Road, which hosts more of an herbaceous flavor and provides that feeling of like a lifted mind and relaxed body that's great for social and hanging out. Great for a Zoom hang. Mm. It's really nice with like a, a little splash of sparkling water. I do like flavored sparkling water with it and maybe like Mm -hmm. a squeeze of lemon or lime or even orange, just depends. Mm -hmm. And then they have this dream light, which is a booze-free nightcap. And it tastes like an Amaro and melts away stress. You can add like a little oat milk to it or like whatever your milk alternative is. I like to put it in my dandelion tea. These have just been very comforting and fun as we have you know, really gone down the rabbit hole of beverage options of 2020, beverage options from home. And because they're partners, we have a code for our That's So Retrograde crew. So you get 15% off plus free shipping when you head over to kineuphorics.com slash retrograde. Use the code retrograde. That's K-I-N-E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C-S.com slash retrograde. Bet you didn't think I could spell euphorics, huh? Proud of you, honey. Thank you. I just do want to say what there's five grams of sugar in this can, just in case anybody's Mm -hmm. like in the 90s and wants to know and 25 calories. And it's hibiscus, GABA, L-theanine, caffeine, 5-HTP, rhodiola, 
and L-tyrosine. So those are all the nootropics and the adaptogens that are in it. Anyways, we're really into it. Moving right along. I'm so excited because I just finally got a new mattress. Shout out to Custom Comfort in Los Angeles. Literally everyone should get one. I slept like the best I've ever slept in my life last night. Enter Brooklinen at just in the nick of time. They are a luxury bedding company. They were started by Rich and Vicky who tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. Rich and Vicky, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Rich and Vic. Thanks for creating the first ever direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with the manufacturer to make luxury available directly to you. And I'm stoked because I just ordered the flat sheet and the duvet in that smoked stripe color. I like that choice a lot. I went with the graphite and I'm really, and normally Mm. I'm like, like my bedroom is very serene. Everything's white or some version of it, which I like, Mm -hmm. but there was, it's like nice warmth that's been added with that graphite pop, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy Mm -hmm. with that choice. And the more you wash them, the better they feel. And I also just want to shout out, not only do they have incredible selection of linens in different fabrics and colors, they also have super plush towels, also waffle towels, which I'm a big fan of, beach towels, rugs and mats, robes, loungewear, home stuff. They're really like filling the niche for everything we need in our homes, which is pretty much like, all we're looking at at this moment in time. Like, how can I make it as cozy as possible? So guys, if you are uh, looking for anything to keep it cozy, we suggest you head over to brooklinen.com and use the code retrograde. We'll get you 10% off your first order with free shipping. That's spelled B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use the code retrograde, 10% off. All right. While we're talking about staying cozy, let's also talk about staying smelling good and not stinking up your sheets with your armpits. One of the top tier components of staying cozy is not smelling yourself. It's an unfortunate byproduct of getting cozy. If I can, (laughs) I do want to share my experience with each and every witch is made with just six simple safe ingredients plus 100% natural fragrances from essential oils. No nasty hidden chemicals like aluminum, paraffins, synthetic fragrances, not even baking soda. Because for me, baking soda irritates my skin. It's in a lot of those natural deodorants. And it took me a minute to realize that that's what was irritating me. And when you Google armpit rash, I don't recommend it. It, Scary things come up. Ew. What I love about each and every is the incredible variety of scents that they have. And they're unisex. And they're unisex. That's right. It was founded by two women in the beauty industry, and they were frustrated with the lack of high quality natural deodorant options. And they really like it is such high quality. Not only are the natural essential oils and extracts that they use for fragrance, like such a great profile overall. It makes me feel luxurious when I apply it. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just a, such a great find. We're we're so thrilled to have them part of the That's So Retrograde family. And because you guys are part of the That's So Retrograde family, you're going to get 30% off your first purchase. So if you visit com slash retrograde, use the promo code retrograde, you get 30% off. Might I suggest they have a sampler pack? Mm. I think that's the move. That That's where I would point you to. We also forgot to mention that it comes in sustainable plant-based packaging and it's also vegan and cruelty-free, just like to brag about how cool they are on top of being effective and amazing. Important yet humble brag. 
Yes, exactly. Each and every dot com slash retrograde and enter the promo code retrograde. You'll get 30% off promo code retrograde each and every dot com slash retrograde. Look no further for all your natural deodorant and scent filled needs. Slash back to the show. Oh, okay. Bye. I'm curious as to like the day to day of being an artist and a creator. How do you tap into that headspace? And like, what do you do when you're feeling blocked? Today, for instance, I. I've started to get really serious about my my meditation practice again. Same. Did you really, how recently? I mean, it was like, it was never really fully like gone, gone, but I definitely wasn't as like stringent with the sitting. Probably a few weeks now. I built my little (laughs) meditation corner in my bedroom again. And that is like my, and I can see it when I wake up. So I bought, I like made an investment and this is kind of probably a little seed that was planted in an artist's way of like investing in yourself. So I bought myself a really cozy, pretty bougie, pretty bougie meditation pillow. And I see it when I wake up and I built a little crystal grid in front of it. And it basically calls to me. So when I step out of bed, the first thing I do is I don't brush my teeth. I, I mean, I pee if I have to, I just go right there. And that's what I used to do back in the day. And, and then I started meditating in my bed or meditating lying down. And like that was mm-hmm. giving myself an excuse to not really, no, let's think about the straight spine. Yeah. That is like, so I meditate mm-hmm. daily. Sorry, so removing the barriers to entry first and foremost. Yes, yes, exactly. Removing the barriers to entry. I clean out my brain. I ask, you know, I ask like if there's anything that I've picked up that's not mine, I clear myself and I welcome in whatever guides I'm working with for the day. I connect with my higher self. I like ground myself. It takes a lot of work. I'd say like this is 45 minutes of work mm-hmm. that I need before I'm even willing to step off of my meditation cushion lately. And then I go and be a mom, you know, and like do all the mundane things. And that can be tricky, that balance of like stepping into mom space, because I've written about this on my Instagram and been public about it. But like there's this tug between your artist self and your mom self and the mom guilt that comes when you're being too much of an artist and the Mm. guilt of like, you know, not tending to my inner artist either when I'm doing so much mom. So Right. Then you would like if you were to go into that all the way. And I feel like I've seen this with a lot of people is like when you when you neglect that side of yourself, like you end up building resentment. And that's the last person on earth you probably want to have resentment for is your own child. You are so, so right. If I'm taking that time for myself and I even if I know, man, she would probably like so much more if mommy was at pickup today. But I know that like, hey, guess what? I'm going to be a better mother. It sounds really trite. I know we've heard people say this, but it really is true for me. I'm going to be such a better mother if I come back from my studio lit up from creating mm-hmm. that day. Even if it's only two hours I'm able to spend with her at the end of the night, that bath time is going to be so much more fulfilling for her because she's going to get a mom that's like lit on fire from within, from like yeah. having given herself and that, you know, like poured out her creativity. So, yeah. okay, I remove barriers to entry by connecting, like tapping in, realigning. And then it's just showing up like, Elizabeth Gilbert says, I show up on the page. I go into my studio and I don't care if I feel inspired that day or not. Today, it was really tough. Sometimes, you know, I put on makeup today and I let that take a lot longer than it needed to because I was procrastinating. Uh, Sure, I like how I look right now, but like, (laughs) let's be honest, I could have been writing a song. So I get into my studio, whatever your art form is, I just put my hands on the fucking piano and I force Mm -hmm. myself to start playing. And then for the guitar, And then enough noodling will happen that it'll take over. Then the idea will come. But I really have to do all of that work before I even show up in my studio. 
really, really important. And it feels, I think sometimes like there's the barriers seem bigger than the end result because it's not like the immediate gratification of like do it and get something. It's like it's a build that happens like over time. And that can be very, yeah, but like sometimes when it's happening and it's hard, it's like I don't, I'll like find anything to distract myself on the computer or whatever on my phone, you know, like a blank page is like, oh, God, the book talks about how many um, like organization product projects and home projects get done when we're like avoiding or experiencing <laughs> resistance. And I, so I got to tell you, my place has never looked more dialed in because <laughs> I'm yeah, my sock drawer looks I, really good. I better reorganize all the utensils in the kitchen again. <laughs> like it's that type mm-hmm. of thing, because, yeah, as Steph said, like she and I have both been sitting on these like creative ideas that I want to hear about them. Maybe not on the pod, but I want to hear about them. (laughs) (laughs) We will, we will share them. Absolutely. But finally um, coming out of our shells. Yeah. Oh yes, guys. And you know, it's so important. I will say is how important it it is to have people around you that yes, support and that you can share your ideas with and that can either be a sounding board or just, can cheer you on it's essential yes. to any creative work I completely agree I was going to bring that one up too if we and I was going to make sure we had time for that is that that has been essential in the past 20 years now of my career is the collaboration in the community and back in that during around that time in 2012 when I turned that corner from like feeling desperate like everything was gone to rebuilding my fire and reigniting my fire what was central was these like friends I had in the village, my drummer, my guitar player. I went on tours with like my best friends. We did a Tuesday night jam. And so who cared what was going on? We would meet up every Tuesday night. I know that's not possible right now, but you know, we can do it remotely still. And we would meet up and we would, you know, just play music all night for each other, even if there was only five people in the bar. And it was freaking amazing. Like everyone would get on the mic and it was this sense of like community. And even now, honestly, I should, I'll show you my text. Well, you can't see, but oh yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> I, um, but like, she I was feeling, phone in her yeah. <laughs> I've been feeling it. a little, I've been feeling a little like, why aren't I creating? My parents are in town and, you know, I've, I've been really heavily involved in the momming. And I realized like, oh, I need to dial that artist button up a little bit. And so what the first thing I did was I'm in my studio and I texted my favorite collaborator. And I said, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said, I'm free. And I was like, okay, let's work at 3 p.m. So I have a date. I have like someone that's going to keep me accountable. I'm going mm-hmm. to collaborate because community for me and like bouncing ideas off people are, mm-hmm. is essential. If I was just left alone, like in my studio, yeah, I'd get stuff done. But I, I, I find so much more joy in like collaborating as a creative person. How about um, your inner critic? What's your relationship to them? Do they have a name? Do they still exist? Is she a bitch? Like, what's the vibe? Yeah, she's such an asshole. And she, Mm. a friend made me like try to visualize her. And no, she's not an asshole. She's just scared. She's scared. She just, she has, I feel like she looks like a little scientist in a lab. And she has glasses on. She kind of looks like Steph. (laughs) (laughs) No, babe, I'm just kidding. Your glasses. I was like, hey, what did I ever do? <laughs> oh, no. You're, no, I'm just kidding. I was just because I saw your glasses. In the no, screen. I know. I'm just joking. She's like, she looks like a little lab scientist and she's wearing a like, like a 
white coat and she's really nervous and she really wants to make sure that that I'm going to be loved and approved of and that like that it's going to be okay and that like so she's trying to constantly kind of like edit me for safety and making sure that people are going to like still love me. That's like my biggest flaw is wanting not flaw it's my weakness is like I want mass approval. I want people to love me. And so my little inner critic is like there trying to make sure don't say that that's too out there. You're going to lose love in a way. The principle of fun is like kind of a saving grace in this conversation, at least for me and the way that I think of like the critic and all of these things that we're talking about. It's like the end of the day, if it's fun for you, that's probably going in the right direction. And at the end of the day, what I really care about is having fun on this planet. <laughs> like I want to be in enjoyment. And so if the things that are coming through me are going to cause enjoyment, like lean into that and fuck all the rest. Like who cares if it's not important? It was fun. You lived it. And then you're a bag of bones anyway. So who gives a fuck? Like, you know, that's the, the thread that I go down is like the criticism is also not important, but it stops. It's been stopping. And like Elizabeth's right. And I think that's would be like a message that I want to tell people who are who are relating to this in any way is like for me and Elizabeth I know you too like we didn't even really have the courage as close as we are and as much as we talk about we weren't even bringing this up with each other because it was so like private to both of us you know like you get so trapped in the in your head of it all and all the things that we're describing that like you become afraid to even share it with the people that are so close to you that won't judge you that will support you like they even become like a possible critic Yes. And that is really darkness, like weaving its way mm -hmm. so intricately into our art and into our hearts. Mm -hmm. Because that is like the real vulnerable spot is thinking mm -hmm. that like actually your community that will support you and get you into the light again can become the critics. Like that's the dangerous stuff. And I know exactly mm -hmm. what you mean. There have been times when I have felt that my closest friends don't care and wouldn't understand and that it's like right you know, and that like I don't have and even though I have a humongous network and I'm so I know I'm loved I know I have family that loves me that that no one really could relate or wants to hear it that I sound self-absorbed that it's ridiculous like I'm so with you and I'm I think I'm so glad that you guys are able to share it with each other and now everyone and me because I think it is the most tremendous first step is naming it and being aware of it. And that shines massive light into the dark, right? Like just mm -hmm. being able to say, like if everyone listening could be like, do the work and be like, well, what, what is my critic? What is she doing? What is that specific spot that she's getting me on? And then share that, whatever that is with your closest friend and like talk about it. Yes. What amazing conversations. This is, I mean, I could talk about this for hours. Like yeah. yours sounds similar to mine. There's seeds of both of yours that I recognize in me that I didn't even realize I had the part about like, what does mm -hmm. it matter anyway? I've been there. I totally get that with the part about it needing to be organized. I totally get that. I relate to these both. They're not that original. No, none of them are. It's a loop. We're all in the same dumb loop. It's like, our dear friend, Kelsey Patel would say, you're not that special. <laughs> <laughs> she once said that to Elizabeth her. and it was great <laughs> advice. <laughs> so important. It's yeah. so true. And I was but like, same, huh, I guess not. I've never relaxing like that before. <laughs> that gets confusing when you write a song like Fight Song because I was getting like, you know, three years ago, I was, I still get it. I was, I get thousands of messages from people being like, I'm, I didn't commit suicide because of you. I'm not cutting myself anymore because of your song. And it really tripped up wow. my ego 
and detached me from my artist. Mm -hmm. And it took me down this road of thinking that it was me, that I was so special, that I was the one who did it. No, I'm not. I am a channel like all of us are for this one beautiful light that's coming through Mm -hmm. us shining in our own unique ways. But yeah, big, big time on the I'm not that important. I'm with you on that one. (laughs) But if you don't tap into the channel and give yourself permission, like we're talking about in the beginning of the episode, then you aren't exercising your actual importance, which is to be what energy moves through and like whatever your specific thing you're if you block that, you block the flow to the next person. You are so right. And Steph, all those things that you have in your phone, like, like who knows how, when they manifest, because I know they will, because I can feel mm-hmm. it from you. And, and Elizabeth, your beautiful ideas, like I know that they'll come to light and, and who knows how the butterfly effect that they're going to reach and who knows what my next album is going to reach. And it doesn't really matter the reach exactly, mm-hmm. like the number. We don't know the importance of the people that are going to be the audience. And like, and sometimes someone said to me, like, who are you to block God's gift to you? Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're better than like, the talent that you've been given? Like, what do you, you know, share it. Final question. What are some, and I know your meditation practice seems to be on and popping and revive, which is awesome. Like what are some like fun little wellness things you've been up to lately that you can share with the group? Oh, I would love to. Well, I've been doing A Course in Miracles lately and I got, I went back to doing my daily lessons So that's been a really powerful thing that's grounding my spiritual practice. Like I show up to the page. I know what I have to do every day. I sometimes need it like a class almost for myself. That's one. If you guys don't know The Course in Miracles, I'm sure you've talked about it on your podcast before, right? Yes. And we had Marianne on, Marianne Williamson on, who we know is a speaker on the, the book. Yes. I've been doing that work for years and I went back to it recently and I found that I always do my best creative work when I'm doing those practices and following Mm -hmm. the workbook. Um, And then another one is I've been doing a lot of kundalini exercises on my own. I found one that is really good for creativity and I can send it to you guys if you want to link to it in the episode. We would love that. Okay. That one's been incredible. It's really just like opening up your knotties and opening up the lines so that like, and it's like this one in particular where you do some, it's kind of hard to describe on a podcast. I'll, we'll link to it. I also, I sing, I like, I, Steph came over one time for a voice lesson. I'm surprised it hasn't come up. <laughs> oh, my voice teacher who just yelled at me. Um, she'd be like, no, <laughs> no, 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 you're so sweet. You were so sweet and, and encouraging. But then like I wouldn't get it or I didn't have confidence. And then you'd be like, just do it like this. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I don't know. I can't do what you're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope I didn't turn you off because you were being so beautiful. I've never sang again, Rachel. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I really want to do do <laughs> a voice lesson with you one day. It's on my bucket list to get that. Oh I did voice God. like all through high school and musical theater and all of that. And the last time I sang in public, it was a disaster. Stephanie was there. John Hamm made fun of me. It was. <laughs> John Hamm? Are yeah. you kidding? We used to go to this live band karaoke all the time. And he was there one night and. He's friends of Sarah, you know, who's our good friend. And Elizabeth, you picked a really hard song. <laughs> it was Say a Little Prayer, the Aretha Franklin version. I was off. It, it started off bad. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many song. riffs. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was traumatizing. And I got off the stage and he was like, Say a little prayer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't funny right you. Now. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's fucked up. I, I no. think that you guys should both come over and I'll teach you. We'll do a duet. But, um, okay, great <laughs> for the for the podcast. Maybe you guys could be your intro music. <laughs> yes. I want to do that. Okay. okay, but that's that's actually a daily creative tip that I do because singing is works your diaphragm. Okay, and that is a little hack of mine that Cliff actually taught me diaphragmatic breathing. Um, me too. Do you guys do that six count in pause? Two, oh yeah, eight. I'm working on it. It's a whole brain Ooh. retraining thing, yeah. but I've been consciously trying to teach reteach myself to breathe properly for the past month. That's not part of my Cliff work. Isn't it interesting that it's all tailored individually that we don't? Yeah, I get a lot of learning how to walk. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys ever done? Have you guys ever done the punching ones? Oh yep. Oh yeah, that one. That's that's when he told me he was like, "You come out a little hot, champ." (laughs) Oh, funny. It's so healing. (laughs) Singing. So like, I sing, and and then one other thing that I do that's really stupid. I feel almost dumb saying it, but it's. I don't know. It's like been bringing me so much joy. I have a toothbrush that is a two minute, like, a, you know, it's like a, one of those. Oh yeah. A quip. Yeah. Use code yeah. retrograde. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> and it's time to two minutes, which just feels so long, but I dance during it. I dance during the two minutes and I shake up after I meditate. That's the first thing I do. And I literally go crazy and jump around the room. And it's like this, like, I don't know. It's like, I don't always dance in daily life. So I'm dancing. That's a great. That's so fun. Okay. I'm into that so much. Are Rachel. You? Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Rachel, we love you. This oh has been God, such a timely and important conversation. It was just such so great to get you on the mic to like share what Steph and I have, have really been thinking about and separately and talking about together and, and to bring you into it. Really, it means the world. It feel, feels so divinely timed. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got to hear where you guys are with your creative projects. And I can't wait to check in when we like connect next and see where you're at next. I'm really proud of you both. Will you write me a theme song for something since you owe me from abuse in a voice lesson? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I don't think I abused you. No, I honestly had the best time, but I just feel like every time you... I feel like every time you bring it up, you have guilt. So instead of me being like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, yeah, you were really rough. But I like never thought that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write you a theme song. I can't wait. Shout out. I know you had a uh, children's book that you wrote come out this past April. What's the name of it? Tell us, mm. tell us about it. It's called You Belong. And it was based on a song I wrote for my baby Violet when she was in my tummy. You belong. It's a really sweet little lullaby of all the things I wanted her to know. Like, you don't have to be strong. You can let your tears fall. I'll be brave. And all this, all the stuff that I was thinking while I was growing her. And then it magically got turned into a children's book. And so the words are the lyrics. And I love the little illustrations. And I think it, um, it's just a beautiful message for moms to be or like new moms. That's so sweet. Oh my God, I want to get it for my future spirit baby. I'll send you guys copies. I mean, if, if you want, I would love to. You might be like, why do I have this book now? It's like, no. Oh, actually, I live next to a two-year-old. I can give it to her. Oh, I would love to. Okay, I'll send you one. Oh, she would love it. That's so cute. Yay. Rachel, we love you. Thank you so, much, you so much for joining us today. You're the best. I love you guys. I love your podcast. I feel really honored to be a guest. I was really excited and my whole house today knew that I was doing this. And I was like, guys, it's it's the day. I have a big deal today. So I'm... <laughs>
Yeah, really nerdily excited. I put all my chains. <laughs> you look great. Yes, that's how I